Welcome to Apply Filters, the podcast all about WordPress development. I'm your host, Brad Tunar, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Pippin Williamson. But today we Hi, have everybody. a special guest, John Turner. Hello there. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be uh, digging into what John's been up to. Uh, we'll be looking at automatic updates coming in WordPress 3.7. And we'll talk about uh, some plugins uh, that have been on our radar. Great. Why don't we go ahead and jump right in and find out a little bit more about, about John. So, John, why don't you give us a quick summary of who you are, what you do, et cetera. Sure. Um, thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, really enjoyed Absolutely. the first episode. Now, episode two is not out yet, right? No, it is. It went out last it week. It is. Oh, okay. I got you. I looked on the website and didn't see it. But anyway... Um, I'm John Turner, and um, I'm uh, the founder of a company called Cprod, and um, I've been doing WordPress development, I'd say, for probably seven to eight years, um, and development in general for about um, 15 years. Uh, pretty diverse background, ASP.NET, ColdFusion, Flash, Python, variety of languages. Uh, right now... Uh, my passion is PHP and, and uh, WordPress. So uh, that's sort of my background. Um, I do work a day job. I have uh, I work for a college here in Charleston and um, entrepreneur by night. Great. Well, thanks. So uh, you mentioned that you work for a day job uh, uh -huh. and that you do your your own development. Um, on the side at night when you have the spare time, et cetera. Right. Uh, how much of the on-the-side development do you would you consider that to be a, vast, a majority of your business? Is everything that you do with seed prod after normal working hours? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, with my day job, I have the ability, you know, to to do stuff at launch, you know, and and my day job, I do a lot of WordPress development in general at it, so I get, you know, I learn from that, but. Majority of my side time is is done for the business, and that it totals about twenty hours a week. Sure. Uh, is your is your day job uh, is that how you got started with WordPress, or were you introduced before then? You know, um, my day job has always been. Um, I've never done client work. I've always worked um, basically at a company that is building a product or has a service or some sort, but. Um, the way I actually got started with WordPress is uh, after I graduated college, I moved to Nashville, and um, obviously there's lots of musicians there, um, and I built a CMS for musicians to build their own website. And at that time, I was working ASP.NET, so I built it in that. And uh, I, I guess I discovered WordPress back around 2006. I remember they still had the blue admin theme. And um, when I looked at it, I was like, wow, this is, this is exactly what I'm trying to build. Um, and I actually used that as the model for my original CMS. Uh, obviously, I couldn't use WordPress at that time because I just didn't know the language. Um, I ended up building out my CMS and just ran into things that um, I couldn't do or developing would take too much time to do, like the plugins, or not the plugins, the widgets and stuff like that that was... Well, it was coming out in WordPress that I just thought were super, you know, when you first see WordPress and you see the widgets and you're like, oh, I can add whatever I want over here. It's, it's sort of a, a cool concept. So um, what I did is um, I 
started looking into using WordPress as my CMS for this um, application that I was building. And uh, this is way before uh, custom post types or any of that stuff. So mm -hmm. I ended up piecemealing together a, a system of plugins. And I was so green to WordPress, I wasn't even aware of WPMU at the time. I started. Um, when somebody would go to their website, it would actually switch the database based on the URL that was tagged in. Oh, man, that's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a series of sim links to, to do the WT content folder and stuff. I like but, that a lot. I think we should, I think we should rewrite WordPress multi-site to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, pretty, it, it was pretty bad, but, you know, just working in that really got me into the code and learning the internals of WordPress. And eventually I did move to WPMU and had a great system. Uh, my claim to fame was that, um, I don't know if you guys remember Skilo. You know, he sang that song, I Wish I Was a Baller. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> so he was on the, my system for a little while. It was called Banzilla. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, nice. I just realized that you basically rebuilt WordPress MU because that's what that's really what MU does, right? It has a different really set of tables, <laughs> different set of tables with a different prefix. Yeah, uh, when they signed up for the account, I mean, I was running all these shell scripts to, you know, build the database and do the <laughs> DNS stuff. It was it was a, it's a pretty complex system. What, but what did that look like from the admins' perspective? Did did they each have their own unique dashboard? Yeah, so basically they would log in, and when they logged in, they would be on their domain, basically, and WordPress would see that domain and basically use whatever database that was mapped to that domain. <laughs> That's pretty slick. <laughs> yeah, like so it, <laughs> it was did, cool. Did you... I thought it was cool at the time, but, uh, you know, eventually it did fail um, and, you know, is in the dead pool now pretty much. Sure, sure. Uh, that's, I mean, every, everybody gets started with a project that eventually fails. Right, yeah, exactly. But, but, but I do, you know, I was single at the time. I remember I was so into it. I'd come home from work. And I'd literally spend five hours every night just digging in, um, sinking my teeth into the code, you know. Cool. So yeah, how, that's great. How long did, uh, was it before you put that to bed, kind of? like? Um, yeah. It was. It lasted. Well, actually, I just killed it off about a year ago. I had clients on it up until then. Oh wow! Um, but it was terrible. I was stuck like at WordPress two dot something. Like it was such a security risk. Oh wow! <laughs> because I I had done so much stuff to it that updating it would have just completely broke it. You know. So so, so never. No one ever told you that you're not supposed to hack core. Yeah, well, <laughs> little did I know that at the time, you know, I would, that thing looked like a Jason movie. I mean, it was, oh yeah, yeah, it was bad. But you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah, everybody goes through those growing pains, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's jump into a little bit more about your seed prod business. Okay. Uh, I believe under seed prod, you have several plugins that you yeah. have developed and released, both as free plugins and also commercial plugins. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to talk about some of your your more popular ones? Yeah, sure. Um, so the way some of those plugins came up were, were basically through my failures. Um, the Coming Soon plugin was actually a result of me wanting to build something and test ideas. Um, what is, real quick for anybody who doesn't know, what uh -huh. is the Coming Soon plugin? So basically what this plugin does is it puts up a landing page for a website that is not in um, ready. It's basically under construction, so to speak. 
But what I was doing at the time is I was sticking up pages with fake, you know, phantomware on it, basically, and seeing if I could sell it. Um, because I had built tons of products, and basically I was building products, but not really knowing who I was building it for, and I would stick it out there, and it would just die. So I sort of reversed the logic, and I started building um, concepts and basically trying to sell those and, you know, seeing what would take. In the process of doing that, um, I built the Ultimate Coming Soon plugin, which is an awful name, I know. But, you know, when I started looking through the repo, I, I would see all this, you know, super cool, you, awesome plugin. You know, I don't, I actually, <laughs> you say it's an awful name. I actually completely disagree. <laughs> I've, I have never had creative names for any of my plugins. Right. Um, maybe, maybe one or two. I've always been, um, I mean, sometimes it's really boring, but like mm-hmm. all of my plugin names are very um, simple and descriptive of what they are. And sometimes right. that works really well. Right. Um, other people be like, oh, that's a boring name. Why didn't you choose something more interesting? Well, you know what? It works and it tells me what the plugin does. Right. Yeah, and exactly. And, and the way the WordPress.org searches, it's kind of literal, you know? I mean, it is. Yeah. So, um, Stuck it out there, and I really didn't think twice about it. You know, I was like, I'm going to build this for myself. Stuck it out there. About a week later, a week, probably a month or so later, actually, I noticed that it gained lots of traction. Um, you, you released so, it for free at first, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, I really had no have, intentions of monetizing it either. You have a pro version now, too, as well, don't you? I do now, but at the time when I released the plugin, it was really not... A, a consideration. I was just sticking it out there for people to use, and um, I, you know, about a month later, I noticed that it had some traction. Somebody had written an article on it, you know, and I, there just wasn't really. I mean, there were a few plugins in the uh, repo at the time, but it, the bar was set really low, you know. Sure. So um, stuck it out there, did really well, and you know, I'm about ten thousand shy from hitting a half million. Um, wow, that's and, awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. So, yeah, it's done well, and um, it was definitely, again, another look, you know, just uh, as Corey Miller would say, I remember him saying this at Pressonomics last year, just, you know, keep pushing that snowball. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so now that you... The, uh, what's the difference so on your cprod.com? I see it says Ultimate Coming Soon and Maintenance Mode Plugin. What's right, the, right. Uh, are those the same... Thing, or they, are those two separate products? They are the same thing. So the the product basically has, you know, the the, the the only thing it really does is changes the header to 503 to not 503. Um, but yeah, it's um, you so, know, I'm, I'm just really tailoring to the terminology that people are familiar with in the WordPress community. Okay, so is that like just for marketing purposes? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that people I, that. I, are looking for a maintenance mode plugin will find you, and and right. they're looking for a coming soon page. Yeah, because it serves yeah. both purposes. You know, like I said, the only difference is in maintenance mode, you're just telling Google that your service is not available, pretty much. Yeah, gotcha. they're they're really very very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've used the plugin in in both forms and it's always been excellent. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, you know, I think that's why the the free version did so well is because um. It's very simple, it's extremely stable, and it's, you know, the UI is in line with the WordPress UI, and it, it you know, it just does what it's supposed to do, and, and you know, that, that's really key to having a successful plugin, is a plugin that just, you know, works, basically. Absolutely. Right. And doesn't um, get in the way. <laughs> right. 
mm-hmm. along the lines of it, it obviously has a lot of downloads. Um, I know the free one does. I'm sure the pro one does very well as, um, as well. It does. Do you have a pretty heavy support load for this plugin, or uh, does it mostly run itself? I I'm really have str- strived last year to automate the process. Um, it the biggest support question I have and issues I have right now are with caching plugins. I'm sure every developer deals with caching plugins because it's not uh, it's not an expected variable, you know, for you to not be able Absolutely. to read a value, you know, at a certain point in time. So if, that's if where you, most um, support comes from. If you ever venture into the world of e-commerce plugins, have fun mm-hmm. with caching. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, I don't I, even I, know how you do it with like WP Engine and some of these managed hosts. Uh, there, there's a variety of ways. We we won't go into details, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it in in general anything that that changes anything frequently. I mean, what, whether you're just updating the the settings for your page for your coming soon page, or right. you're adding items to a shopping cart, like mm-hmm. dealing with cached pages, busting caches, invalidating caches, etc. It's it's a tricky business, especially right. when you're trying to make something that works across different hosts. Right. Um, so. So what about uh, continued development? Are you still building new features into these plugins, or are you just keeping them maintained, bug fixes, um, maintenance, et cetera? I, I keep them maintained, and I would love to... Obviously, you know, you look back at your old, old code, and you wish, you know, you want to rewrite it, you know, refactor it, but I, I tend not to on these because, one, is the support, you know, at this point, the free plugin, it works. It, it does very well. Um, there's not a whole lot of support um, in the repo, um, but basically I don't because it's just so stable, and I'm afraid if I change them, I, you know, this got so many people that rely on it. I have tried to go in there and change some things, and then I get tons of things like you broke my custom CSS, you know, blah 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 blah. So it's almost easier just to leave it as is at this point. I think if um, my next version of the the Pro plugin is going to be um, more extensible, sort of like EDD, where it has a base, and I'll probably just release that as another plugin in the repo, so it's easier to um, to add those features in. I think the idea of of refactoring code over time is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I've written an article or two on it, on just kind of my opinions and thoughts of refactoring code. Obviously, everybody gets better over time as a developer. You you write some code a year ago, you come back and look at it and you think it's terrible, or two years, or six months, or whatever it is. Right. Um, but I also saw a really great comment from, I think it was from Andrew Nason, from one of the WordPress core developers, uh, on basically why WordPress core itself doesn't get its code refactored over time. Like, if you go and look at core, there's a lot of aspects to it that don't even get remotely close to following what are considered the official WordPress core coding standards. Mm-hmm. And so people ask, hey, why don't we go back and refactor this file or this file or this file? Um, and I think it was Nason came back and, and had a really good reason for why you don't necessarily worry about doing that. And it basically comes down to the fact that if you're always refactoring code, you will never write anything new because right. you are such a better developer six months from now than you are today. Mm-hmm. So if you refactor code every six months, that's all you're doing. Right. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't ever refactor code. It just means right. if the code itself doesn't need refactored, maybe actually really consider it before you just start jumping in and right. reformatting it and making it all pretty. I think, um, uh, what's the guy that, codinghorror.com? What's that guy's name? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his name, but I know what site you're talking about. 
Uh, anyhow, uh, I think it was him that said that the only time you should refactor code uh, is if you want to learn something or if it's already broken. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that's because, a really good reason. Because if, it's, if, it's, if code is battle-tested already, it's been in production for you know who knows how long, and it's working and no one's complained about it, if you're refactoring that, the chances that you'll refactor it, refactor it, and it'll still be as strong is basically zero, right? Right, right. Like, so especially if it's any sizable chunk. Exactly. Um, so I've always used that. Uh, I think there is a difference between style and refactoring, though. Like you can re uh, restyle your code. Like you can mm -hmm. run your code Reform. through a, a lint. Uh, a lint program or whatever to to you know to make it to bring it up to code uh to the coding standards um so i think that's fine to do that because you're not actually changing the logic or anything like that you're just right. changing the style of the code right so absolutely that's that's kind of where i that's where my opinion sits <laughs> on this. well no, as I far don't. as edd have you refactored that or any sections of that or, or is it sort of just uh, or uh, yeah we have yeah. actually we've refactored a lot of it but mm -hmm. most of the time when we've refactored it it was because we needed to from a functional perspective gotcha. uh, either uh, like take for example let's say you have a function and that function the the ultimate uh, like that what that function does doesn't change from the beginning to the end of the refactoring, mm -hmm. but the way the function can be used, or maybe the flexibility of the function, or things like that. We've done a lot of that kind of refactoring. And I don't really consider that refactoring so much as just going back and improving. Mm -hmm. To me, um, I think the kind of refactoring that we want to avoid are the ones that you're only doing it for yourself because you want to make your code like prettier yeah. or The perfectionist, like pro programmer perfectionist. Absolutely. <laughs> right. right. Cool. Uh, John, have you ever contributed to core? Um, or, yeah. No, Do you follow core uh, development or anything? I have not. And, you know, um, the guys on core, like Nathan and those guys, um, I tend to always see myself in a low, as far as skill-wise, Not whether that's true or not, I don't know. But those guys, I feel like, are on such a different level. You know, and to be honest with you, Time is another factor. You know, I work a day job. I have a kid and a wife, and trying to run a business. So it's it's really Absolutely. just even you're juggle. not busy. Come on, <laughs> yeah, you got all the spare time. Right, right. <laughs> I would love to. I I definitely keep up with what's going on. Uh, I keep up with um you know the make sessions and all the the posts that come out of there. But no, I haven't ever contributed. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard. It's something I only recently started doing it, and I I've only done very minimal contributions. But uh, I, I would I would love to do more. But uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, like you you see you see those guys, Nath, Nathan, Jayquith, uh, Oz, etc. And some sometimes just like the the comments they leave or the patches they write, like mm -hmm. I have a hard time even like comprehending how that was how they managed that. It's right, right. It's, it's on such a different level, you know. But I, I don't think that that should be a stopper. Um, based on just, like, a couple of the little patches that I have gotten in, like, they were super small things that mm -hmm. didn't didn't require someone like Nason or Jaquith to go in and, and take care of it. Um, right. So so there's there's definitely opportunities to, to contribute um, 
even for absolute beginner developers, which you are by no means, I mean, I would consider you a very, very good developer uh, with a lot of experience. So if you ever do decide to get interested, I, w I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel turned away just because of that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's definitely opportunities out there, and, uh, you know, I don't want to discourage anybody because I, I see tickets, you know, where it's, you know, two lines of code and it's a patch in, you know, and, and that's yep. a contribution, you know. So every, every little bit helps. Yeah. Absolutely. John, I was going to ask you, uh, I know you, you mentioned one, one time when we were talking that you, you, I think you have everything on Linode, is that right, on uh -huh. a Linode server? Um, I have... Um, so I, I've sort of changed it up over time. I used to run everything. You say Linode. I've called it Linode. I don't know which one it is, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I run some apps on there as far as like my affiliate application and some uh, the demo site, which is a WPMU site. My marketing site all runs off WP Engine, and then um, my backend for customer development runs on Pagoda Box, which is uh, a PHP application server. Okay, but, but mm -hmm. so you are running, you are managing a server uh, on Linode, right? I am, yeah. Um, I, 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 I was just mean... wondering, I'm just curious, like how's that working out? Like is it a lot of hassle or is it? No, um, in my day job I manage around 30 Linux servers, so. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, it's, that's nothing new to you then. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I know really well how to do, so um, I'm actually gonna move my application from Pagoda over to it just because uh, it's so stable. Um, you know, I have 100% uptime on a regular basis. You know. Oh wow! Yeah, so what, what kind of what kind of stuff? What's what kind of stack are you running on on the Linode box? Uh, it's just a LAMP stack. Um, my application is going to run on basically a LAMP with you know Nginx running on it. Okay. So, yeah. and is there any, you know, caching, uh, like are you using a varnish cache or uh, do you have an opcode cache? Uh, what do you... Yeah, um, well, I do run opcode cache APC on the LAMP stack. I don't know how that's going to work with Nginx. I haven't looked to see if that is compatible. I don't, do you guys know? Uh, I really don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, either, that... yeah. Yeah, and then the the framework that I'm using for my application server has um, ca a caching driver, so you can use file or memcache or Redis or whatever you want to as your caching layer. Right. But I'm just using file caching at this point. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And are you using a CDN of any sort or anything like that? Uh, I run everything, everything through Cloudflare right now. Oh, um, okay. SSL everything you name it um i'm considering mac cdm but uh, just it's sort of a uh, i know wp engine uses them right now but um i, I used to use mac cdm on before i was on wp engine and i had i had a good experience with it i st yeah. we still use it for uh, a client that i work for uh, we use it for all of their servers okay nice we actually use mac cdm combined with cloudflare okay i got gotcha. you and that works out pretty good it does yeah, I really love fast is, is is what I'm all about when it comes to website. Any you know, speed is really a feature. I like I like really slow sites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want it basically the JPEG to just pixelate in, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think with well, e commerce as well, it's even more important, right? You don't Oh, want, it's super important in e commerce. You don't want anyone you know, you don't want anyone second guessing and so giving them that 
quarter second extra yeah. to think about yeah. whether they should be on this site shopping or not. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, when I first launched my Pro plugin, I, I couldn't afford to, you know, WP um, Engine and all these weren't around at the time. And I know uh, I didn't have the money to do really anything besides like GoDaddy, you know, and those, you know, how fast that is. So uh, I ended up just sticking up a static site, and the conversion weights were through the roof because page loads were pretty much instant, you know. Right. <clears throat> That's cool. But, the, you know, using Varnish, I guess, is the same thing on a dynamic site. But, yeah, really, you know, having instant load time is, is a key factor. Yeah, it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got uh, two, two last sections to go through before we uh, finish everything up here. We've got a little bit of time left. Uh, why don't we jump into automatic updates in WordPress 3.7? So this is something that is coming in 3.7. Basically, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with it, they are going to introduce automatic updates in 3.7 for point releases. So so after 3.7, when WordPress 3.7.1 comes out, or 3.7.2, WordPress will automatically update to that next version. Uh, so real quick, what do you guys think about it? I think it's, I think it's great. I think, I don't, yeah, I mean... My all my web browsers update on their own right now, uh, and I'm fine with it. Sure. <laughs> so John? Uh, and they're not exposed to the internet, so <laughs> I think it's super important that security updates get installed as soon as possible, right? Right. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I mean, uh, I, they're only doing it for point releases, right? Right. That's right. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it it would be huge. You know, uh, the managed host already do it right now, so. I I don't know if the core team is talking to them about potential, you know, issues that they could be doing that. <laughs> you know, but... something kind of funny happened to me yesterday. I actually didn't even realize that 37 uh sorry, 361 had mm-hmm. come out until I got all the emails from WP Engine saying they yeah. already upgraded me. Me and too. I was like, Wait, yeah. what version? Is this one that I forgot about like 2 weeks ago and you're now upgrading because I didn't upgrade? No. Right. <laughs> it's the new version. Yeah, and that's awesome, you know. I mean, you, that didn't bother me a bit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's a great feature, and I, I really think it's a step in the right direction as far as uh, uh, hopefully one day, you know, plugins, you know, is a completely different story. But you that's know, a whole other ball game. Yeah, moving yeah. in that direction at least on some. Oh, sure. yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen for plugins. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Would be hard for sure. That, that would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we go ahead and jump into uh, plugins of the week? This is where we get a, yeah. each one of us is going to walk through and talk about a plugin that we've either played with recently, that we use, uh, we found, or something that's just caught our eye in the last week or so. Um, Brad, why don't you go and start with yours? Sure. Uh, yeah, so I actually really like this plugin called Uploads by Proxy. It's really simple. It just allows you to serve uh, images locally, uh, from your production site. So say you have, say you're working locally on a development server on your local machine, and you want to uh, do some testing, but all your, you know, images and all the media library files are up on your production server. Well, normally you'd have to download them all onto your local machine and then serve them from there. Well, uploads by proxy will just basically rewrite all of your the URLs uh, in WordPress and just serve them from your live site so you don't have to actually download them. So, so I thought that was pretty slick. That is so awesome. So would I be right in saying that, like, let's say I want to take a live production site and work on it locally, I could copy the database, 
copy the plugins and the themes, and it would basically be the exact same live site, even though I didn't transfer any of my files, any of my, any of my media files. Any of your media files, that's right. It only affects media files, the media library. That's awesome. Files. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty fantastic. I'll have to give that one a try. I'd seen it. I think I saw it when it first came out, but I had, hadn't had the chance to use it. Is that a new plugin, or how long has it been around for? Uh, it's been around about a month, looks like. Oh, okay. Very good. Really? A little over. No. Oh, no, sorry. Now. That's when it was last up. Sorry, that's when it was last updated. Yeah, it's been around for um, quite a while, I think. Uh, it's very... It's, I don't think it's very well known. Uh, yeah. It does not have a lot of downloads. Um, that's right. So yeah. it's, it's got about a little over 500 downloads right now. Um, but it's definitely. I think it's a little bit more of a of a niche plugin for uh, people doing the that kind of development work. But I would say there's a lot more people in 500 doing that kind of work. So mm-hmm. spread the word. It's a cool plugin. Very cool. I know the developers behind it too, and uh, I've I've seen a lot of their work, and they've all done some great stuff. Thanks. Oh, that's the, the guys uh, behind Pods, isn't it? Um. I think he contrib- he's not the he's not the developer behind Pods, but he contributes to Pods. Uh, he re- uh, Paul Clark uh, recently released uh, the Styles plugin, um, and I'm not sure about Adam Harley. I know he- Adam has a lot of other plugins. I assume Adam works with Brainstorm Media, which is Paul's company, um, because they're both co-authors on pretty much all of their plugins. Cool, or at least some of them. I may be wrong on that. So, uh, John, you want to talk about your plugin? Yeah. Um, so the plugin um, that I love is called WordPress Hook Snipper. Um, it's it's only got three thousand, uh, a little over uh, thirty five hundred downloads. So it's obviously not that well known. But what it does is um, it'll basically tell you all the hooks and filters and uh, lots of other cool information that run on any given uh, page request. And you can log it to the screen or to a file. And it has really come in handy when I'm developing just to see what's available for me to hook into or, or to see uh, the sequence of things firing and stuff. And it's really helped me um, troubleshoot and just figure out. I, I ran it on uh, EDD and, you know, um, just seeing how that runs, you know, and, and for anybody developing an add-on for that, I mean, it's key is to just see what all available hooks you provide. And, uh, sure. And, uh, well, and also making sure that if like, if you are hooking into one of uh, our hooks, whether it's in, in EDD or some other plugin, making sure that anything you're d- dependent upon has already run. Right. Uh, I actually had a, an issue with a, an extension that someone wrote recently because they were hooking into one of our actions before our taxonomies were registered. Right, uh, and so it was causing an error there, but they didn't know that. Right, it was kind of mm-hmm. one of those hidden errors. Yeah, and, and, and sort of when you register an action and and two of them have the same priority, you don't know which one's running first right. either. You know, so yeah, that's a that's a great plugin. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't actually really used. I've t- I've tried it out, but I've never used it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that I every time I see it, I wonder why don't I use this? Right. <laughs> yeah, it looks looks like a great plugin. The only thing yeah. I, I would say, though, is it's got that nasty uh, message Hasn't been updated in two years? Yeah, it hasn't been updated in two yeah. years, so it's got yeah. the warning. I, I want them to just like push out a little update just to get rid of that. Yeah. yeah Even I, though I know the plugin is probably perfectly fine. Right, yeah. I, I noticed a guy forked it on GitHub and, and uh, contributed some stuff to it and sort of uh, fix a bug with closure and stuff. So, uh, but I've never had an issue with it, especially sure. if you're running in your dev environment, you know. Right. 
So what if it blows up, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, my plugin for the week, uh, this is one that I had a personal need for. Uh, it actually came out a couple months ago. It is a commercial plugin. Uh, it's called SearchWP. Um, I think everybody knows that searching in WordPress is kind of poor and always has been. Um, and so SearchWP is another one of the, those plugins that tries to, to fix searching in WordPress and make it actually relevant. So if you type in the name of a, a post or, or type in a keyword, it actually finds something relevant as opposed to a list of random posts that are completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. So that's what SearchWP uh, aims to do, and they do it really, really well. Um, it's really pretty cool the way it works because you can set up uh, first, like you can modify the search results in terms of allowing post pages, custom post types, media, etc. So you can add all of those to your search results. Um, but you can also you can weight what is searched. So like you can say the title of the post has a weight of ten or twenty, and then the content has a weight of five. So the, t- the title is going to be more important in terms of your search relevance than the content is. And then so you can do all of those uh, title, content, slug, categories, comments, et cetera. Um, and then you can also add like custom fields to, the, to that. So if you want to search in custom fields or make custom fields searchable, um, you can do that, as well as like excluding categories, tags, post formats, et cetera. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, yeah. When you fr- Go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm really glad you brought this up because a colleague of mine was looking for a plugin like this the other day, and I went out searching, and I remember there was something a plugin called Search Everything, and mm-hmm. I used to I, use it. Yeah, and I think that developers stopped developing that. There was a huge message saying we tried, you know, and sort of had a link to Swift Type. So um, this mm-hmm. is really cool. It is. When you first install a plugin, it actually goes through and indexes the site as well. So it actually has an index that it's looking through as opposed to just doing a raw SQL query. Yeah, um, I, I put it up on my on my Pippin's plugin site and mm-hmm. just did some really quick testing in terms of relevancy of search results, and uh-huh. the results were amazing. Now, do you uh, know inter- just the, the developers behind this plugin? Uh, it's Jonathan Christopher. Uh, okay. I've I've known him in the community for a while. I haven't I haven't personally met him, uh, but he's an excellent developer. I've looked behind at the code base, and it's great. Very cool. Um, so even though it's a commercial plugin, I'd say it's well worth it. Yeah, the, and, the thing and really, I like, you know, if if you're looking for quality, you know, if you're a business, you know, obviously you don't want to rely on a plugin. I mean, you know, plugins that that have support behind it are obviously gonna gonna Absolutely. be Absolutely. Yeah. The thing I like the most about this plugin is the approach he took was that you can just drop it in and activate it, and that's it. Like if you you don't yeah. have to configure. You anything. you don't mod. There's no like custom widgets. There's no short codes or anything like. That. It just modifies the default search. That, that, I tried to do that with a, a Google search plugin that I had, but uh, it, it did not. It's hard. It works on you know pl- uh, themes that are are. Pretty, you know, well developed along the guidelines, but you get some mm-hmm. of those random themes, and it, it. Yeah, I remember. I actually tried to use yours uh, mm-hmm. on my site, and my site had some weird things it was doing to the search archive. Yeah. Uh, that that made it not work. But... Yeah, there's not a hook there um, on that. When I went looking for it, uh, you know, I, I need to add that as a. <laughs> oh, there might there be. You know, there's a first core contribution. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, searchwp.com. Uh, it's a really slick plugin, uh, and I think that's pretty much all we have time for. Uh, so we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, John, it's been great having you. 
Thanks for having me on, guys. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to the future episodes. Great. Thanks, John. Great. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.